Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of Coffee with Crash Gal. This is Valerie Rivera. She is a trauma therapist and I really admire the work that she does for our community. Part of my platform is wanting to spread awareness about mental health. Uh, full disclosure, I have seen a therapist. Um, I have gone through trauma therapy and it honestly did wonders for me. So I wanted to sit down with Valerie today and talk a little bit about what trauma therapy is. So I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Go ahead. Yeah, hi everyone. So my name is Valerie Rivera and I'm a licensed clinical social worker in the state of Texas. Um, I currently work full-time at UTRGV School of Medicine where I provide therapy services to the medical students and recently opened my private practice, Inner Solace Therapy, um, going on a year. So I'm really excited about expanding that. That's awesome, congratulations. But you've been doing trauma work, you said, for about five years now. About five years now, yes. Okay, so trauma is a very um, broad word, right? It can mean a lot of different things. What is trauma and what are the different types of trauma? Trauma has a variety of different aspects, right? And there are three different types of traumas that we can really like categorize them. Um, one of them is acute, and acute is, is known as simple, although I'm not like a fan of that term because okay, I don't yeah. think like there's any simple trauma. Right. But um, basically what that means is that you, it's a one-time occurrence, right? So whether it was a car accident that impacted you a certain way, that's your trauma, but you've never endured any other type of trauma, right? Um, it could be as severe as a rape, you know, one-time right. occurrence. And so that's the acute part of it. The, the next part is chronic. Chronic trauma is when somebody endures multiple. Like you know, ongoing. Ongoing, yeah. It's, it's severe. It's multiple different types of traumas, right? Various. So you were in a car accident, then um, let's just say like illness, um, rape, you know, just various types, right? Different types. Yeah. yeah. Different so things. that's, yeah. So that's chronic, right? Now, there's also something called complex trauma. And what that means is that, again, it's multiple and various types of traumas. But the caveat to that is that it's usually like, for example, like childhood abuse, usually it's the person like the perpetrator that has done some of those things um, is from a family, you know, family dynamic. Somebody that they trusted. Yes, exactly. That's the key word right there. Somebody that they trusted, whether it was a family member or a caretaker, or a caregiver of some sort, um, and usually in childhood. So again, they could have experienced, you know, that childhood abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, um, but the perpetrator was somebody that they knew and somebody that they really trusted. So, I mean, this is, this is a very hard conversation. This is not something that, you know, that you take lightly or that, you know, your colleagues take lightly. Um, what are some of, can you give us examples of like what your patients have been through. I know that there are confidentiality rules, so you can't go into too much depth, but I want people to get a better understanding of, of maybe things that they've experienced and they think that's not trauma, yeah. you know what I mean? When it really was, yeah. like they're downplaying their trauma. So can you, I guess, give us some more examples of what your patient, the trauma that they've been through? It's not about the heavier trauma, but you know, it goes from car accidents all the way to terroristic attacks. Um, domestic violence, childhood abuse, you know, the majority of my clients that I see are, have experienced childhood abuse, you know, and because it was earlier on in their life, 
what happens is that they develop these maladaptive behaviors, right? What does that mean? Maladaptive meaning that I'm going to do something to protect myself at the time. And so at the time, what I always tell my clients is that, you know, because when they grow up, you know, and they become these, you know, functioning adults, they start to notice that behaviors that they had in the past are no longer serving them a purpose. And so an example would be this. Um, maybe as a child, you were being sexually abused. And so you no longer want to connect with people on a very personal or physical level, right? Like hugs, kisses, touch is, is, is difficult for them. Nice. So then what happens when they, so they avoid, right? But what happens when you want to be in a relationship? And then that's difficult, right? You know, I've had clients that experience a lot of triggering effects from certain touches, right? And for them, it's confusing because they say, I've been with my partner for so many years and then all of a sudden they touch me a certain way and they've touched me that way forever. And now I'm like, you know, triggered. Having, yeah. And so they don't understand that. Right. So what happens is the cycle of guilt and shame and embarrassment starts to perpetuate, you know, in their day-to-day -day life. So my job with them is to help them understand, right, that the behaviors they created as children had a purpose and that purpose was for them to find out was it to protect you know was it to avoid further harm or damage mm. um, and then realizing that that behavior is no longer serving a purpose because you no longer feel threatened by people you know right. but it's hard for them to to do like to understand what they went through and and place it in their current day so i mentioned emdr um, EMDR is a, tri is a type of trauma therapy, correct? Yes. Can you tell us what EMDR stands for and what it is? Yeah, so EMDR is a tongue twister. <laughs> um, it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Okay, okay? and so I'm gonna break it down a little bit, right? Because there's a lot of wording there. So eye movement meaning um, what we call bilateral, right? right? The eye movement is a back and forth, yeah, back and forth where the eyes will, you know, the therapist will guide the client to use their eyes back and forth. Um, and the reason for that is because we're trying to connect certain things in the brain. And what we know about the brain is that there's emotional parts of the brain, memory parts of the brain, um, and cognitive parts of the brain, right, that we're all trying to integrate, okay? So that's what that part does. Um, the desensitization is, is exactly what it says. We're trying to desensitize any triggers mm -hmm. from past right. in, the, in the current moment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and the reprocessing is what's really important about trauma. The reprocessing is really about making sure that when you think back to that memory, it no longer has the same triggering effects. It no longer has the same impact, exactly. right? So you're reprocessing the memory to understand that, again, what happened to me back then is no longer happening to me now, right? Okay. Yeah. So I, I did EMDR and I truly feel like it saved my life. And when I've talked about it on social media, I get messages from people saying, what is that? I wanna know more about that. I went through this, I went through that, you know, I want to get better. And then the few people who have experienced EMDR therapy, they'll message me and say, I'm so glad you're shedding light on EMDR because it is, it's so important and it's not super well known. Mm -hmm. How many uh, certified EMDR practitioners are there here in South Texas? Yeah, so what I am aware, aware of right now is that there are about five or less um, certified EMDR therapists. Um, and so we can have EMDR uh, trained therapists 
what trained and certified means is that certified, um, they went through a longer, um, not necessarily a longer training, but longer um, supervision with somebody that is certified and even has certification to, you know, consult with us. Okay. So it's more consultation hours. And for me, that, that was um, very, very beneficial and helpful because, and up until this day, I still have a consultant. I've been certified for, you know, a year now, and I still have a consultant because it's just important to continue, um, to make sure, right. That I am still learning for the benefit of my clients. So we live in the Rio Grande Valley. We are predominantly Latino community. Have you found that there is a lot of shame in the Latino community surrounding mental health and um, getting the help that you need? And if so, what advice can you give for uh, Latinos who um, are struggling with that? Yeah, you know, I've worked with a lot of clients that um, come to me and say, my parents don't know that I'm in therapy. I talk to my parents or grandparents or caregivers about what I'm experiencing. And a lot of it is dismissed. You know, you know, a lot of the times because our parents, grandparents grew up in a different, you know, time, they different culture. Um, they feel maybe isolated and alone with their own thoughts, you know, their own type of mental health. And so, um, what we talk a lot about during that time is establishing boundaries. You know, your parents may be able to provide you with certain things in life, but maybe they're not the people that will are ready to support you, you know, through your mental health journey. And we have to learn how to navigate that, you know, how, how painful is it for you to feel like you can't go to them for that specific thing, especially when we're feeling really down and out, you know, about who we are as a person. So, you know, I've seen that part of it, but then I've also seen other parts where parents will actually call me and say, Hey, you know, my kid is an adult, but they need help. And, and, you know, and that's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let's do this, you know, because what better person to be rooting for you, you know, be in your corner than the people that you believe, um, that you love and, and that you care for, you know, and it doesn't always have to be parents or grandparents. It could just be, you know, that one person that um, has taken care of you, that has rooted for you your entire life. So awesome. I love that we are seeing a trend towards more acceptance of seeking mental health. So we can talk about therapy, self-care, you know, trauma work all day long, but the reality is, is it's just not very accessible to a lot of people who, you know, are low income earners, right. you know? And I've had, you know, some of my followers reach out to me and say, hey, I see you've talked about EMDR and therapy. Um, I don't have health insurance. I'm not making a ton of money right now. What can I do to seek help? And I honestly, I'm at a loss for words because I don't know. Is there any recommendations you have for those people? Yes, absolutely. You know, I think therapy has this, um, uh, not stigma associated with it. Well, yes, yeah, stigma associated yeah, with yeah. mental health, <laughs> but this idea that therapy is not necessarily accessible, right? And 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 so I'm gonna kind of um, trump that a little bit because Good. in the community we do have resources. What doesn't help is that those resources aren't necessarily um, talked about as much, right? And so within, you know, local community, whether you're here in the RGV or anywhere else, you can always reach out to your church, you know, your church or any other church in the area. Most of them um, will have a therapist, you know, on hand. And if they don't, they'll be able to refer you somewhere. Okay, so that's one thing. 
The other thing is we have different clinics in the area, right? So like here in the RGV, we have Hope Family Medical Center. And Hope, Hope Family Medical Center. Yes, okay. they're located in McAllen. Um, they provide therapy. They have great therapists. You know, I've, I've worked with some of them before and they're just amazing at what they do. Um, and they have a sliding scale. You know, they have reduced fees. So they will be able to help you seek, you know, or, or, or get connected with a therapist. Um, there are other online platforms as well. You know, one of them is called openpath.com. You go on there and you pretty much let them know what you can pay and then they'll connect you with a therapist that will um, be able to provide you with a therapy based off of those fees. So there are so many different, you know, community resources and online resources that, you know, of course, I'm willing to share if, you, if any, anybody needs, you know, a therapist, I can definitely help do that. So for potential clients who maybe want to reach out to you and hire you or, you know, ask about resources, where can they find you? Um, so I have a website, www.innersolacetherapy.com. And then, you know, my Instagram and my Facebook panhandle is at Inner Solace Therapy. And if you just want like mental health tips and, you know, videos and stuff like that, her Instagram is a great, a great resource. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great resources on Instagram, believe it or not. I actually uh, came across Valerie because I reached out to Coffee with Counselors um, and I asked them, uh, you know, I wanted to sit down with a, a trauma therapist and they pointed me in Valerie's direction. So thank you, uh, Lisa and Alex of Coffee with Counselors for making this connection. But I love that on social media, it's becoming more okay to talk about mental health and that it's okay to seek help, you know, whereas before it was, there was a lot of shame yeah. and there still is a lot of shame. Yeah, um, and so part of what I'm doing with, you know, my platform is talking about, Hey, I've done it. Mm -hmm. It helped me. It worked for me. Let me try and connect you with somebody who can help you. Yeah. So um, I just want to thank you so much for sitting down with us today. This is such an important topic. Um, feel free to reach out to Valerie if you need a trauma therapist. Um, we will also include the resources and websites that she provided for uh, people who maybe can't afford a therapist. And then, of course, if you ever have questions about my experience with EMDR and therapy, you can always send me a private message. So thank you so much, Valerie. It means so much to us that you joined us today and that you opened up about what it is that you do. Yes, thank you for using your platform for all things mental health. You know, I think it's important for everybody to understand, you know, the importance of mental health and how it impacts your day-to-day -day functionality. So yeah, I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Yes, of course. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. It was a great time and we'll see you in the next episode.